0: Talk about turning it around. Today on the Green Front, you are going to meet a man that turned his life around in such a dramatic way that they made a movie about his journey. May I Be Frank is the transformational true story of Frank Ferranti, a down on his luck middle aged guy who happened upon a place called Cafe Gratitude in San Francisco a few years ago, and he will probably be spending the rest of his now happy life being grateful that he did. Of course, many of us believe that key pivotal events are not coincidental, and in this case, happenstance brought a near miraculous turnaround. But this is the Green Front, so what is the environmental angle on this amazing story? I'm glad you asked, and by the way, I am Betsy Rosenberg, your host on the Green Front radio program. Well, Frank's Rescue Rx was a combination of plant-based diet with lots of green vegetables and wheatgrass uh, going down and up. We'll talk about that, along with a large helping of uh, spirituality. So without further delay, may we meet Frank? Yes. Hello, Frank, and welcome to the Green Front. It's a thrill to have you on the show.
1: Hi, and thank you for having me on.
0: Well, uh, for those who don 't know, and many people don 't because your movie as inspirational and um, as, as great a reception as it 's getting uh, is is really only playing in very um, small selected uh, screenings in uh, parts of the country that are mostly like San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, perhaps uh, Portland, Seattle, places where many folks are into uh, raw or plant-based diet and understand uh, with great passion oftentimes uh, the power of what we eat and, and the power of what that can do to how we feel, how we look, um, and how we live our lives. So uh, I want to really share your story. It's, it's just so exciting and, and interesting and funny and uh... not perfect by any means you certainly were the first person are the first person to say you're you're no saint (laughs) and uh... that's what's so wonderful about your story and especially the way the documentary told your story with great authenticity uh... with a lot of uh... in some cases um sort of not only raw food, but uh, raw words, <laughs> raw language. <laughs> and that was just the mother and me because I brought my 16-year-old daughter and her friend to the screening, and we all loved it. My, mo- my daughter said, Mom, no big deal. I've heard that F word before. I said, I know, but just a few too many times <laughs> for my taste. But otherwise... Uh loved every every minute of it and, and you do have a story that only you can tell. So if you don't mind, and I'm sure you've told it a few times, uh but to intrigue people to check you out and, and look for screenings or perhaps set up screenings where they live, uh wondered if you could share your story. Um, just sort of paint the picture of who Frank Ferranti was before that uh Fateful day when you stumbled almost into Cafe Gratitude, and and what happened during the um, transformation process, and then I want to spend and we're thrilled to have you for the whole program, the whole hour, uh, the second oh, half okay. talking about uh, sort of you know the benefits of this kind of uh, not only diet but adding spirituality into the mix, and you know what has happened to your life since the making of the movie, and uh, in in all the uh, the good, bad, and ugly uh, colors that that may entail.
1: Wow. Okay. That was a long introduction. <laughs> I know. I'm going
0: to breathe now and let you okay. speak. <laughs> um, <clears> okay. <throat> uh
1: well, first if I may uh I'd like to um address something uh you mentioned earlier that we were mostly playing in places that were or had a community of advocates of raw food and and the environmental uh issues and that sort of thing. Uh, we have been pl- we played in places that um Actually, uh, when when I heard, for example, that we were going to Kansas City, um, <clears throat> and we played in a really small rural town in Maine, we went to Cape Cod, and uh, when we first when we were first going to go uh, to uh, one of these small towns, the first time we we went, I was really apprehensive because I felt pretty much uh, I, I thought that we were going to be way outside of our element and. It was going to be, um, I sort of felt like I was, you know, I was going to be, um, Ralph Nader going into, uh, <laughs> into Sean Hannity's basement, you know, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I know that and,
0: feeling. And, I've been on his show, but we, we won't go there now. So you did play beyond the Bay Area so, so and Berkeley yeah, and, and the so, usual
1: places. So, and we were received with, with the same, uh, ardor and warmth as, as we were in, in San Francisco. The uh, the difference is that uh, the questions were different. The questions were well, how do we get this, how do we how do we get uh, gain access to organic food or gain access to uh, uh, you know, this kind of a community because they excuse me they didn't have um, access to it. People that are in San Francisco or Portland or Seattle or New York City or places like places like that have really an incredible access to everything that we're talking about the people that that I, so i was surprised at the uh, at, at at how enthusiastic people were to to uh, to get to to gain gain access to what we so regularly have available to us so so the interest is out there um and, and you know and i realized i recognized also that i have i was narrow minded about it and very judgmental i judged a, a complete community of people based on the name of their town and i realized that you know another yet another aspect of my narrow-mindedness was, um, was addressed, you know, and, uh, and, um, so I just wanted to point that out.
0: Okay. I'm glad you did correct me. I'm happy to hear that. I'm just wondering how, you know, they, people happen to know about it or how were you able to do advanced, you know, publicity so that you got people to fill up the room when you did appear with the movie?
1: Well, that's thanks to Greg Marks and his magic. Um, <clears throat> and also we, um, uh, we were uh, Jason Mraz is a, a real supporter of, uh, of our project, and he played the uh, uh, an extended version of the trailer in the middle of his concert on these huge screens and exposed us to really like thousands and thousands. Well, now millions because he put it on the internet, and so people would see the trailer and and get inspired by it because Greg uh, cut a specific, specifically cut a. Um, a trailer that, uh, you know, just an extended trailer that was very powerful. I agree. I agree. And, uh, and so people saw that and, um uh, would, would on their own, and this is the magic of it. People that had no experience with event planning or, or, um, assembling groups with, of any kind, really no experience, would do, would do magic. They would not only, um, do the handle of the publicity themselves, they would get, get the venue um and uh, and um fill it up and just organize the whole thing in a way that it was it was just inspiring to us people would do this like out without just step out of their comfort zone and um to to bring us to their town and um and you know we we've been not you know we we not only have we we've achieved achieve recognition but uh, the warmth that uh, that flows to us is just unbelievable i mean People just—it's not just like they just saw a great like action flick and hey, wasn't that a great movie—and then forget about it. People can continue to correspond with us uh, for months after they saw the film. People literally
0: embrace you. I mean, you—you you come uh, at the end of the screening, you come up on stage and you get a huge applause, and and people just you know ask you all kinds of questions, and you're you're continuing to be authentic and real. And, and just uh uniquely Frank I think really touches people and afterwards people stood around to to meet you in person, to chat with you, to share their stories perhaps. And it is a fabulous trailer and Greg Marks did a fabulous uh job directing this story. I think also what draws people to the film is the before and after picture of you on the website, May I Be dot com. Uh yes. you look like two different people and uh you know, I guess that often happens. We're seeing a lot of uh before and after, you know, people on You know, the biggest loser, and uh, it's a big topic of conversation with, what, two thirds of the country overweight, many of those uh, overweight people, even in the, um, you know, obese category. I guess you were one of them. Um, And and you went from, you know, looking like a, you know, heavy middle aged guy who probably indulged, who did indulge too much, we know your story, uh, to a really (laughs) handsome guy standing there under (laughs) the Golden Gate Bridge. You almost look like Clint Eastwood or an actor. It's, It's part of the draw, isn't it? Just how, how. How you transformed, but I'm sure it's not just losing the weight, but you got this glow. And we're going to talk about how you got rid of the weight and how you got the glow as we go forward into the hour. But um, I just want to ask you, you know, uh, if anyone would like to find out where you know the movie is playing, that's all. I imagine you have screenings up on the website in case people are listening uh, and want to go to the website while we're uh, doing the interview.
1: Yeah, that is, that's correct. Um, I um, Greg uh, posts those. Uh, as they uh as they need to be you know as they come in and um or however you know whatever whatever system he uses i'm not sure um I'm, I'm, like I did. actually don't want to know because if I know too much, he might ask me to help him, and it looks incredibly complicated. <laughs> looks but, like um, he's
0: doing a good job of getting he, you out there. But you're the guy. You're the guy who this happened to. You're the guy who is the star of the film, and you know you are exposed. Truly, literally, you um, you know, bared your backside in one scene. Not to um, <laughs> reveal too much here. Uh, that that wasn't the highlight of the show, but it was uh, a funny moment. And and what I really I, I kind of was tickled when one of the um, women in the audience at the Marin Screen that i attended a few weeks ago she said well what are you doing frank to pay it forward you know now that you've had this incredible good luck and this transformation and these people took you on which we're going to hear about how this all came to be um what do you, and i thought my goodness he didn't do enough <laughs> exposing his backside and bringing the camera into the bathroom and and bedroom and kitchen and your you know your ex-wife and now uh, your, your your children and all that uh drama i thought you you're doing everything you possibly can to Get the message out there, and of course, the message in the end is one of redemption and spirituality, healthier food, but also, you know, real life. Like I, I was kind of surprised when I asked you how you feel about wheatgrass, and you
1: said, "Oh, you made
0: a face. You still don't like it." Well, <laughs> or maybe you like what it does for you. Don't like the flavor, and well, you're not you're not alone in that.
1: Well, you know, I I think um, uh, <clears throat> there are people in the and you, know, you know folks that, there are folks that are really um um, um really enthusiastic about about their lifestyle and and um <clears throat> and um maybe get a little disappointed that i i 'm not exactly in complete lockstep with it all and, and i 'm really not you know um, um there 's some things that um uh, i just you know wheat crass I just never learned to like it you know i just you know the way some people like you know have something that they just don 't care for' them.
0: You know, I think it's mind just, over matter, just knowing how you know it's a superfood, you know, filled with nutrients, so I just kind of uh just grinning down it.
1: Yeah, well, right. I mean some people don't like red wine, you know, I mean so but um um yeah, what the, it it does I was told it has every nutrient you could possibly imagine. It's like sort of the the uh nuclear powered green food. But uh um, no i mean i to be honest no i i mean i i I have friends that lick the glass, which astounds me who to say <laughs> that it 's sweet
0: and i 'm watching
1: them. And I, and I can't believe it. I mean, they really actually literally licked the glass. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Well, my husband
0: adds water after he drinks it. He adds water to get, you know, sort of the foam and the residue. And he said, well, it's so it's so expensive, you know, at a couple of bucks, you know, a shot for two ounces. I don't want to waste any. <laughs> and it's right. nice my husband well, is, is not a frugal guy, but he does that with wheatgrass. <laughs>
1: Go figure. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it just takes a woman to get us to do certain things.
0: And, and speaking of uh, a woman, you um you were looking for a woman. You were looking, you were hoping for love when you on that fateful day stumbled into Cafe Gratitude in San Francisco.
1: Tell us what happened in your own words. Um, <clears throat> well, excuse me. I need to clear my throat. When I don't have one of those buttons. <laughs> That's okay. This is
0: internet radio. It's that. live. It's raw. And, yeah, it uh... is raw right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh I was uh to set the scene, I was uh t- uh, t- nearly uh, tipping the scales at nearly 300 pounds and I was very very depressed I was um, in the um, I guess the t- three quarters through uh, a treatment of uh, interferon and ribavirin for hepatitis C um, which was really had some quite nasty side effects and um, or effects I mean as far as I was concerned and um and I just was very very lonely at the time as well i had uh I was just very lonely and i wasn't um i was really not doing what i what, what would come naturally to me, which would be to be with other people and to be um yeah, social and engaging- en- engaged et cetera anyway so um it was a dark and dreary February evening. <laughs> and, How many uh, years
0: ago, Frank? This is February. No,
1: actually, this was February of 2006. Uh, and, uh, so five years ago. Wait a minute, 2005. It was five years ago.
0: So 2006 would be five years ago. Okay.
1: Good yeah. time to be telling the story again. So back. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so, so I... I, uh, so I so I was just miserable, and uh, my cousin Michelangelo, and this is the beauty of the film, that the whole, everything in the film rest, everything that happened in the film rests on somebody doing something kind for someone else. And my cousin Michelangelo was sick, and I was going to this place in San Francisco called Lervideo, Video, which has an, a great international film section, and I was going to go rent some Italian films and, and go visit with my cousin. And on my way to this place, I noticed this huge sign that said Cafe Gratitude, and and I thought, wow. So I thought that that was somebody in the twelve step community was being clever, because <laughs> gratitude is a central virtue uh, in uh, in twelve step, in the twelve step world. So. Um, I walk in I open the door, it says there wasn't that many people in there and, and the the place was warmly lit from the ice as I saw as I looked through the front window it was warmly lit and it reminded me of uh, Hemingway's um a well lighted place and uh and so I, I walk in and as soon as you I were opened drawn the in.
0: Door, I beg your pardon? You were drawn in. It was a warm inviting
1: place. Well and they it probably was also had the coffee had not sign. been opened. It was you were the, sign by the sign. That, that, the sign. Okay. Yeah, it was the sign. Really, if it was even if it was warm, and I probably wouldn't have gone in, but it was the sign that got me. A sign. And So when I walked, when I walked in, when I opened the door, I was met with an enormous amount of fanfare. Hi, welcome. How are you? Come on in. I'm glad you're here. thought, so, geez, that was like 18 years worth of greetings in five seconds. And so, <laughs> and so. Um, and so I I walk I'm laughing in because
0: and, that's exactly what happens to this day when you walk into any Cafe Gratitude. Yeah,
1: right. So, so, so uh, I, I was really like taken aback. It was it was nice. It was a surprise, but I was taken aback. And I walk in and I saw Ryland and, and I walk up to him and uh, I said hi, man. And I shook his hand and 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 looked in his face and I said I just have to come in and have a cup a cup of coffee in Cafe Gratitude because I'm sure I figured somebody here is in recovery and he looked at me and smiled and said we're all recovering from something aren't we and and i and i immediately knew he was not part of the 12 step community and just figured that they were all stoned
0: <laughs>
1: and uh and so uh <clears throat> so i came in and and what i and um and i i didn't you know i i didn't see a stove there wasn't a flame in sight and and uh nor was there an espresso machine which i went in there to get a cup of coffee and uh and he said this was a raw food restaurant, and I had no idea of that world whatsoever. I mean, I had not a clue. I, I thought vegan was a planet. I, I really didn't know anything about raw food, the raw food movement. And, um, you know, my first thought was when he said we had raw food, and I thought, raw food, how do you cook it? You know, and and so... Um, I uh, thus began my journey I started going back there not so much for the food I really didn't care about the raw food or anything like that any of that uh, any of that aspect of it what drew me in was the warmth and the affection and when you're as fat as I was you really I you don't feel like anybody's really communicating with you 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 just feel like people are staring at your shell and that's how I felt I felt like people were just really never saw my inside they're just looking at this shell and And I spent a lot of psychic energy trying to overcompensate for my belief in what what people were seeing. I just and and um, and that was really draining. but these people seemed to be actually caring about me they seem to actually care and they seem to actually hear me and so I kept going back and The food really was secondary because i would I would order something and uh because I was there, but I would leave and you know have an order of ribs somewhere because I was still hungry but uh, I kept going back and then eventually Ryland um, approached me and, and said you know we were thinking about doing a film that was the opposite of Supersize Me for those who may not remember or know Supersize Me was a film about a guy who was healthy in his 30s and uh, uh, was on went on the fa- a supersized Fast Food thing Burger King or McDonald's I don't remember which and he did it McDonald's. for 30 days and he very, yeah. got very, very sick. <clears throat> and so he said, We want to do something similar to supersize me, um and um you know take a guy who's not well and, and feed him raw food and and uh, and do a whole bunch of holistic you know, bring him to holistic healers and that sort of thing. And we want you to be the guy.
0: Super shrink me.
1: Yeah. And so super soon right so that's that might be the sequel anyway so um so that's how it's and, and and that and thus began the journey and at one point um they had a they had drawn up a list a contract, but it was really a contract of of uh of hearts it wasn't um uh, an enforceable document per se it was it was a con- it was a it was a heartfelt contract, and what i would um Um, commit to doing and what they would commit to doing and, um, for the 42 days and, and, um, and we signed it, um, on Valentine's Day of all days.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Since it, it, it it saved your heart, it changed your heart, it transformed your entire being, this process.
1: And of course, it transformed, I, I think what it, it transformed me physically, but it exposed, it helped to expose what was there. I don't think that people can create um I think I think what people do in their in their lives I, my opinion this is just my opinion is that the, all the ingredients for the cake are in there, like the acorn you know the acorn theory everything's in there already but I I cover it up um, Very well. with the the illusion of uh, of prote- with the illusion of protecting myself from certain things and and so um but you I, literally I, 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 had layer,
0: layers on top of that kind heart and that uh, funny soul. Well, your, your humor came through, actually.
1: Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that what R- Rylan said? You just had this, you know, as you do, as you did especially then, kind of the, the New York uh, demeanor. And just, you know, funny. And, and there was there certainly was a warmth there. But... Uh, uh, th- like you said it was it was in there and and there were lots of layers covering it up and i guess the whole uh, story is about the um removal of those layers literally and figuratively
1: indeed indeed yeah
0: so indeed. it was a story it is a story about uh, compassion and community as well as uh you know eating uh, cruciferous vegetables uh we have just uh, a few minutes before the break so um let's just go a little bit more into the transformational process, and then um, you know, looking back, um, lessons learned and, and benefits of this kind of diet. But the story is is pretty dramatic. How much weight did you end up losing in
1: all in these 42 um, days, Frank? Approximately 120 pounds, give or take. You know, I, I still fluctuate five or ten here and there, but <clears throat> depending on on the traveling, because traveling is very challenging uh, to to um, to maintain a to eat properly and and. Uh, to take, to take care of yourself it 's it's a, it's a learning curve that i 'm still on um, don
0: 't don't you think we need a Catholic gratitude in every uh, town across America or something like it, given the obesity epidemic? Not that most Americans would rush right in, but maybe after they see the movie, they would check it out
1: well i, I think yeah, I, I think that people need access to it because the restaurant you know, the restaurant 's part of it. <clears throat> but it's, it's access to it because it's a lifestyle, you know. Um, it,
0: it being healthy vegetables, organic, local, um, right? Green diet, yeah.
1: Seasonal seasonal foods is another thing. You know, I believe that really contributes to health. I mean, uh, con- contributes. It's, it, but it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet, and that's and that's where I think people have been. I don't know if it's, I don't want to be cynical. <laughs> I don't want to be, but I am. I, people were duped. <laughs> Into, um, um, this whole diet, uh, this whole diet thing paradigm, it just doesn't work. And, um, I remember, I just, I, when I was, when I was waiting to come on, I heard that Gary Knoll is still, uh, is, is on your, is on your roster. And I remember Gary Knoll from really literally 30, over 30 years ago on WBAI in New York City. And he was talking about this stuff like 30, over 30 years ago.
0: Well Gary Knoll is not on my roster I'm on his uh, radio network. He owns this uh, Progressive Radio Network. So good for him for having been an early adopter and uh for spreading the progressive uh, word and this is a non-profit venture mostly funded by Gary it's my understanding so we can thank him for this kind of programming being possible.
1: Yeah, I he, I just I mean I, I was just to hear his voice I was wow it was like a blast from the past because I I still so remember so remember that so like you know so but um but going but getting back to what you said earlier about yeah of course it would be great to have a cafe gratitude um as, to to be as prolific as uh as uh, the fast food places um um
0: By the way, did you hear that um, one of the um, former executives of McDonald's is opening a healthy fast food place starting in Palo Alto in uh, the Bay Area? I don't know if he plans to expand beyond that, but there was a lot of excitement about that. It's going to be, you know, organic, local, healthy fast food that actually tastes good. And I think that's, you know, not to plug Cafe Gratitude, I'm not an owner, although I'd love to um, be a franchisee if they ever went that way, because I so believe in it, and because we do need to get this kind of message and meal, you know, meal out there to America um it, it's really something for me that i've experienced recently i went to the optimum health institute in san diego in january just last month uh, feels like it's been longer because uh, it was transformative for me i was fortunate to not be there with what they call a health challenge that's what they call illness or disease many people there with late stage cancer spending months there and leaving seemingly healed i was uh, intrigued and fascinated you know, by the miracles that I saw happen there. They don't make any medical claims to to cure diseases, life-threatening diseases, but they are doing it nonetheless, and they're doing it with this combination of, you know, wheatgrass, plant-based diet, raw food, colonics, uh, wheatgrass colonics, and, um, you know, just... Spending a week there, I lost five pounds, felt terrific, and as I mentioned at the screening, was able to get off you know a medication that I've been on my entire adult life uh, that I thought I would need for life because of biochemical depression running in my family. And I've been off the antidepressant six weeks, and something something happened down there, and I think it's about you know eating food without the enzymes killed. That's part of it. Uh, I think there is something about the wheatgrass. Um, have not continued with the colonics, but just the uh, trying to get the daily shot you know, every few days when I can get to uh, Whole Foods or Jamba Juice or Cafe Gratitude, heading there for lunch appropriately after our interview today. Um, so it, there is something, I, I hate to use the word magical, maybe miraculous, about this kind of diet. And um, I, I'm a pretty spiritual person anyway. You do get a lot of love and support there, but I, in my case, I can't say that was the key ingredient. Um, I think it's a combination, again, of, you know, the the the, the food, the wheatgrass and the colonics um, but i've been able to again eliminate so far you know one day at a time here um, right. my you know 300 grams of Wellbutrin, and i say that openly because i want to inspire others who may not not that you're supposed to get off it and especially cold turkey they don't advise that i just happen to you know not take it because i felt better and better each day so it was kind of an experiment that's gone this long and, again, I share that kind of personal information uh, just to intrigue and inspire anyone who might want to check it out and see what it can do for you, even if you're not looking to lose weight, although most of us are. <laughs> so um, sorry for that little uh, interjection, but I, I wanted Hello. to share that. So <laughs> I'm, I, it's a kind of a personal testimonial to what you experienced, and I think that's why I was so passionate about seeing the film and meeting you and, and spreading the word. And, um, you know, Optum Health Institute, Cafe Gratitude, they don't have plans to, you know, be promoting it and 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 opening up in every you know city across America. I wish they would because again, I when you when you see something that really works, and we have so many people who are suffering from depression, from obesity, and look what it's costing all of us. Um, it, you know, if we could somehow get get this word out that it's really it, it's not that it's simple eating this way, but it's it's not you know as hard as some of these bad diets. I call this way of eating a it rather than a diet because it's to live for and to live longer. Um, we have uh, just a couple minutes, so before we go to the break, I uh, just want to ask you if you've been able to keep the weight off for the most part. You sure look like you were slim and, and sexy at what, almost 60 now? Uh,
1: almost, uh, but yeah, I've I, I kept it off. As I said, I fluctuate 5 or 10 depending <clears throat> on the extent of our traveling, but I, I uh, immediately go into alarm mode and, and, and monitor it back. And, if I may, I wanted if I if I can address something else that you said about um, sure. uh, about the food is that is that one of the things one of the challenges about eating this way is that it, it, it's expensive, and um, and I think that um, that um, the way that that the price will go down is like, like everything else in the market is like it's it's like this this this, uh, this endeavor you were talking about with McDonald's or whoever that whoever that was. It's a start. Once, once, you know, once it gets into the mainstream, it gets into the mainstream. Right now, it's, it's, um, it's not, and uh, and it's really, it is. It, it would be, you know, it's, it, it, it is definitely more. I find it to be more expensive unless, unless you take the time to go to a farmer's market, and and some people don't have that that um, that you know that time, or they just have like they have a couple of kids. They they may even have two jobs and you know things things going the way they are and 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 sometimes it's just easier to just like take everybody to you know to one of those places you can feed them all, you can feed the whole family for 20 bucks and it you know there's an appeal to that if you're struggling with uh, struggling financially so um it, it's really it's really important to spread this out as much as possible, so that I think so that it gets it does get out into the mainstream, so that something an organic apple costs the same as a, a you know a, the other kind.
0: Yeah, and you know I also even though I kind of cringe at you know doing the wheatgrass, it's you know three dollars for two ounces, so maybe five dollars you know for the Optum Health Institute recommended you know four ounces a day. Uh, so I go to Jamba Juice, but then I realize, well, this is what I was paying for a latte, and this um, gives me mental clarity as much as I'm going to get, <laughs> um, and it, you know, makes me, it fills me up. I, I it really it's an appetite suppressant. I don't know if it's um, if they claim that that is, but it, that's how it impacts me. Um, so it's really, again, you know, it's all relative. But if you want to try giving up your latte habit for wheatgrass, um, it's about the same price and you know you you get some other benefits as well. Uh Absolutely. we're speaking with Frank Ferranti and he is the subject of a f- Fabulous documentary, highly recommended if you can find it or plan a screening where you live. It's called May I Be Frank, and I am pleased to be uh, continuing the conversation with Frank right after this brief break. You're listening to the Green Front. I'm your host, your happy host, talking about a happy topic, and that's how you can improve your health mentally, physically, spiritually, with what you eat. It's not a new concept, but I've experienced it. I'm here to tell you, and Frank has a very dramatic example of that. Uh, check it out at mayibefrankmovie.com. We'll be back in just two minutes. Oh, on the wall, and we can turn it around. And uh, we've seen stories of transformation before, but I don't think I've seen one quite like the one uh, that we're talking about today, and that is uh, May I Be Frank with Frank Ferranti. Uh, I suppose, you know, we do see this kind of thing happening with uh, America's Biggest Loser show because uh, there is so much weight to lose collectively. I can only imagine how many tons we have to lose to uh, become uh, more fit citizens of this country, of ours. But, of course, with um Supersize Me and all the fast food uh, you know, deals that are out there and uh, with people less conscientious about the kind of food that they're eating and the and consequences. I'm always amazed at how many people say, well, they didn't know, you know, they just didn't understand how to eat properly as if it's, um, you know, there's not information out there. But I do think it's important to share the stories that are most inspiring and that uh, really, you know, tell us how this happened. And that's why we're taking an entire hour to focus on Frank Ferrante's uh, uh, journey that is uh, documented in this, uh, film, May I Be Frank? And Frank is joining us, and we're also, um, trying to get Greg Marks on the line. He is the director of this fabulous movie, the one who really brought it all to life. And, uh, Frank, uh, you there? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and Greg, are you there yet? They're bringing Greg in, so he'll join us in progress. Uh, so, uh, what were you doing career-wise, Frank, when um, this movie ended, and, and did this transformation impact what you are doing uh, in the world going forward? I, I think you were a student, as I recall.
1: Well, I was uh, uh, prior to that, I was a, a carpenter, contractor, construction worker guy, and uh, and then I hurt myself and went uh, to school. I had I didn't have a high school diploma, and. Uh, I was 50, and and uh, was always always felt really bad about it. And so, um, as a result of the injury, I I, um, I was advised that maybe I should consider doing that. And and um, my transcript from high school, which was like ancient, uh, was like so workless that uh, I mean, because like I just you know, just, so I had to. It's start. a new world out
0: there in the 21st century,
1: isn't oh, it? Oh man! So so I, I had to go do that, and and uh, and then started community college and. And then from community college, went got admitted to UCSB, and where I got a degree in history, and then um, I got admitted to graduate school at San Francisco State, where I'm in an, an MA program for the humanities. And and um, and also, I wanted to, if I may, uh, address something you were talking about with people that not knowing. Yes. And and uh, I have a problem with that too because of all the information that's out there. It However, I was. The other night, uh, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles at the moment, and I went to uh, was walking down the street, and and I passed this restaurant that had um, outside seating as I'm walking down the sidewalk. I I believe I was one of three pedestrians in Los Angeles that night, and um, um, so (laughs) Ed Ed
0: Begley was was riding his bike right alongside.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's who that was. Okay. So I'm walking down the street. Minding my own business, <laughs> and I notice that in the outside seating, yeah, and it's usually fenced off. There's a little wrought iron fence, and maybe there were 30 people in that area, and I'd say almost all of them were young, and all of them were smoking. And certainly, the information about smoking is is like is is part of the, it's just part of the. It's just in the air. It's in the zeitgeist.
0: Sort of like the science so, of climate change is out there, but you would never know it based on
1: uh, certain media right, and how we smoking, act. But we
0: won't go there now. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a whole. That's that's another hour. <laughs> but but I mean, every hour. Smoking smoking is something that is, is ingrained. In, you know, the, the 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 negativity negative aspects of smoking you know, is ingrained in children from you know, from the time they're little kids in school, and yet. Here are all these people all over the place smoking, so it's not about the information just the information being available it's you know there has to be a willingness i mean it's the, the the doing um, the, you know you had a willingness that's why you had that transformation and mm-hmm. and and those things happened to you because there was a willingness and without the without the without the ingredient of willingness, all of this stuff it, it, to me is is a is, is it's not going to work. None of it's going to really work. There has to be a willingness. I mean, well, you you
0: you mentioned that, and, and when I was coming back, you know, I was at the airport, my flight was delayed in San Diego, coming back to the Bay Area after that week at the uh, Autumn Health Institute. And wouldn't you know it, there was a guy sitting across from me, probably wait about what you did uh, before you were saved, and uh, his his daughter or wife, I couldn't quite tell, was bringing him um, pizza and Coca Cola and you know brought him a large pizza they were going to share originally and he said no he wanted that one to himself so she went and got herself one and i watched him down that pizza and then the coke and he was coughing a lot um and i it just looked like he was in the worst possible health and i it was all i could do to not just you know share my experience and and you must have that all the time seeing people who are you know doing to themselves what you were doing uh years before and uh, wanting to help wanting to save them uh, and yet I, not being able to <laughs>
1: I, I see it all the time. Not only do I see it all the time. It it's, it's not just that I see it, I lived it. And so I, I really I really know very very well what it feels like. There are aspects of being overweight that mo- that that people don't realize. I mean, just um I used to hate to fly because um I couldn't the, the seat that I you know, I would always have to extend the seat belt all the way out it was incredibly uncomfortable um, um it was just it, it, you know that was one thing not being able to buy clothes um hygiene was a was a problem i mean there was so many things that are so dispiriting about being overweight just that people don't even imagine that, that it's just so horribly dispiriting. right and there
0: and there these people who are overweight are there there's unfortunately there's so many of them and uh especially when i start traveling cuz i guess we're more you know health-conscious, weight-conscious, a little bit more here in parts of California. That's a bias. I know there are pockets, and, you know, much of the country has that, too. But I swear every time I, you know, travel, sort of uh, took our daughter to Disneyland, you see a lot of this, um, you know, obesity epidemic, you know, right there in all its uh, glory, <laughs> fleshy glory. Yeah. So confronted with that all the time, I would imagine it's, it's must be um difficult to not just you know go up and start a conversation and, and share what you learned and yet difficult to do that so we just have to get this movie out there and that's why it's a perfect time to bring in greg marks the um man who made it all possible brought it to the big hey. screen Frank thanks for joining us greg
2: hi hi
0: everyone and thank you for hey, this greg. film and and um not only did you do a fabulous job of telling the story with humor and um poignancy and Music. Uh, the trailer was exceptional. So was the movie. Um, you you really are you're offering the screenings in a way that is really staying true to the the, the message, the theme, the um, I guess the the desire to keep it relevant, personal, and community focused. Tell us about that and and, right. and why um,
2: that's so important. Sure. I mean, first of all, I'd like to say that um, I would love to say that I brought this drone, but. I mean, it really was the five of us, and and I think that's a powerful part of the message is that um, each one of us had a sort of request to the universe and something we were, you know, trying to dream up and live into, and the universe threw us all together to make this happen. Um, And, yes, because the film was made in that way and it was made with community money, um, we definitely, you know, we tried the traditional way for about a year. We tried to shop it and do festivals and things like that, But ultimately, at the end of the day, we realized that why we're doing that is because we just want to get it to the people. And in the meantime, we were having these private screenings because that's what we were allowed to do while you're shopping a film. And at these private screenings, we were selling out and people were having these incredible experiences. And we thought, you know what, why don't we just... um, you know the the industry isn't responding the way we want. why don't we just bring it straight to the people? I know that and yeah, so <laughs> so we decided to start bringing the we just started to start booking a tour almost like a rock and roll show where we we go from city to city venue to venue, and Frank and I show up and um I present the film we do we we show the film and then we do a q and a afterwards um and it's been very powerful for us and for them and I think once we saw that that was working really well we decided to commit, you know, both Frank and I were both like, all right, are you willing to commit the next year of your life to do this? And we both said yes. And I think also, too, because the, the message of this film isn't ordinary, and it's um there was also sort of a responsibility we felt that, you know, sometimes this movie brings up a lot of stuff for people. I mean, it, it's a movie about heavy transformation. And so we wanted to also be able to be with people that just experienced it and offer them any more information they might want after they've seen the film, you know. And so um, this is this tour has been just as fulfilling for Frank and I as it is for anyone who's witnessing it. And um, I definitely think it's what we plan on doing um, from now on. You know, we, we get approached all the time by distributors, but after what we've been experiencing, um, I think we're really committed to just continuing to self-distribute. And um, well, and be be in community with people and and also too, just one last thing. we also did a little bit of testing ahead of time, and we noticed that when people saw it in groups, it had almost a tenfold effect on them than when they just saw it by themselves so there is tol- something to do, witnessing that in community you know
0: I totally mm-hmm. respect that and I also again being of the impatient sort and wanting to help people uh, and <laughs> you know there is the um, environmental benefit too of a plant-based diet you know you add that up if America was not eating as much meat if we were not you know um, using so many resources to raise cattle and uh, just squandering a lot of our resources includes including just you know um, food and uh, food waste water waste all that it it would have you know win 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 so i kind of right. wish that you would go the distribution route maybe that will happen um just because we need to get this out there we don't, there's really no time
2: to waste and well you uh, know it's funny it's funny you say that cuz it's no different than the than the medical industry or like wanting to, like, let's say you know the same desire is i want people to eat really well i want not only there to be uh, this inspiration for people to take health into their own hands, but also that I want the government and cities and society to support that by making it easy for that to happen. However, um, the funny thing about distribution is that distribution is the same way. It does not make it easy for the indie filmmaker to do that, and there's almost no profit in indie distribution. So the funny thing is, is that in that impatience, Um, that we all want this to happen if the industry is still coming around to really really understanding a new way to distribute and get media out there that's actually mutually beneficial not only to them but to the filmmaker and the artists that are involved so in the meantime just like the message of our film in the meantime while you're waiting for government and healthcare to catch up take it into your own hands take your health into your own hands take your livelihood into your own hands Gather your friends, gather your family, have them support you, and just get get on it now. Because if we wait for them, it could take a hundred years.
0: And I would add so, mainstream media to that mix. That list of um, you know entities yeah. that need to to get with the program. There's so much junk out there, and I'm talking about programming right now, not uh, yeah. you know meals. Uh, that are, but it's all
2: connected, and you know you is, have people yeah. like you, people like you are showing up in our lives, and really helping us defy. Um, you know, the, the roadblocks that are out there and letting us get the word out. And, for you know, we're grateful for people like you who are out there doing incredibly powerful media. And, uh, you know, this is the solution for now. Um, and we are going to distribute the film, just so you know. We're, we're planning on a late-March release, and we're going to self-distribute that also using social media. And instead of having a third party be in the middle of us getting the DVD out there, you will be able to buy it on our website with one click. It'll be easy and painless and um yeah we're going to we're still going to tour though because we do feel that when people come together there's there is something to that that nothing can replicate
0: absolutely and yeah. yet
2: you know what we're what you're going to be up against
0: is sort of what I've been up against is you know who goes to um you know the progressive radio network or to my site the green front to listen to green programming people who already mm-hmm. are somewhat leaning green and the, the kind of people who come to your screenings are people who are you know kind of plugged into a healthier way of living and you know a plant-based diet um just living you know a little bit more naturally uh as we were meant to live and subsist and and how do we reach the non choir? i guess one of my fantasies besides the cafe gratitude like restaurant in every town across america and or an optimum health institute where people can go and heal this being a Key part of it would be if you got a huge grant and you could just make you know DVD copies, and every time you saw someone who looked overweight and miserable, just kind of slip them a copy.
1: that—that <laughs> well, that, I mean, that would be a lot yeah. of copies. <laughs> I
2: mean, the thing, the exactly. thing is exactly the thing is is that it is happening, and the way you know the beautiful thing about social media is that between Twitter and Facebook, we are actually are reaching. I mean, I'd say half the tour so far has been to the non choir. Um, we've been doing a lot of dates in the Midwest, which is shocking, and and there's such a willingness among people now, but they don't have the access. So so we, we started to see that um, you know with social media we can actually get to those people, and we have been. And the great thing about this film is it's having a ripple effect. People see the screening and they witness. And it's another reason why the Q and A's are so powerful is that a lot of people see the film and they don't believe it's true. Where are you know where there's so much false media out there and so much Photoshop stuff going on that people a lot of times don't believe what they see anymore so when frank (laughs) walks out and we spend an hour with him afterwards people walk out of that theater inspired to change their lives so i think the combination of the tour and facebook and twitter and of course you know we just did the sunset sessions in san diego and we were exposed to a, a huge amount of celebrities that have been tweeting about the film ever since so i think that's another thing is that you know, we've got a bunch of celebrities that who are really into Cafe Gratitude, really into the film and the movement, and they've been tweeting and facebooking and getting it out to their fans who aren't necessarily anyway, you know, on on this train already. So, yeah, we feel it's going to happen organically and just by word of mouth and people being excited about the film and telling their friends about it uh, within a, uh, within the next year of touring. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to reach uh millions of people and um there'll be some television appearances and things like that to help push us along, you know. Terrific. Glad to hear all that, Frank. Yeah. I mean the new Cafe Gratitude is opening up right across from Ellen Degeneres' studios. So it's only a matter of time.
0: <laughs> LA is gonna love Cafe Gratitude. <laughs> so with New York, so with a lot of places. Uh Boulder, Colorado, yeah, yeah. just to name a few, Seattle, Portland. Um, i 'll have to see if I uh, Nicholas waited on us. we were there. I took my husband there um, the same weekend that we saw the film. It was his virgin voyage to Cafe Gratitude Frank and um, I asked to speak to a manager because I wanted to see if I could open up a branch a, a in Tiburon, which is only about fifteen miles from Cafe Gratitude in San Anselmo, but you know there 's a lot of empty storefronts. you know the recession has left a lot of little you know cute mom and pop restaurants empty uh, and Nicholas came over and after chatting for a few minutes and telling him we would just seen the movie and had met you were so. And Fired, he said, oh, well, Frank's my dad, and that was really cool. We felt like we were meeting <laughs> you know, a, a celebrity. I, I bowed down, you know, almost asked for his autograph, and I uh, happened to call the, re- the restaurant to see if I needed reservations because I'm having a business meeting there uh, in an hour, and he happened to answer, and I told him you were going to be on. So it, it really is kind of a small world once you start getting plugged into this stuff.
2: Mean, you, know amazing, you know what's amazing about that story to me is that what people don't realize is that um, Frank's brother and, and his son... And his nephew, um they all moved out here on their own you know sort of on their own volition. They were very much inspired by Frank's story and Catholic gratitude and and just the whole community out here and it and you know a lot of people think, oh yeah, you know, um, oh he's managing, and of course Frank must have got that job no it's 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 honestly it, they were just all inspired by Frank's transformation also to come out here and and pursue uh a better way of living, you know. That's and that, 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 to, to me, that really moves me a lot.
0: That's, it. and I think we, I don't want to end the hour without uh, giving Frank a chance to just talk about the healing of relationships with uh, with your ex-wife, Frank, and, and most notably and poignantly, with your daughter. Tell us about the change that this adventure has has made on those relationships, those very key, fundamental connections.
1: Well, it's made a, it's a profound, uh, you know, profound um, change. Um at the risk uh at the risk of sounding overly marin here
0: um <laughs> uh, you know, love
1: is everything really without love there's nothing without love, love, there's no love life. without all. love there' without love there's nothing and and uh and um what uh and that's that's what i'm that's the the biggest um you know the beatles talked about it, you know, but I really only have heard it and uh, And so the transcendentalists in the 19th century talk about it, but, you know, I read it, but I didn't really, really didn't hear it. But, um, that's it. And all these relationships that were, that were healed were healed with love. Um, and, and, um, and as far, you know, and, and the thing about getting a message out with raw food, with health, um, I mean, my feeling about the healthcare system. is If you want to do something about the healthcare system, take care of yourself. If the message is brought with love, th- I, I think that there's a good chance. I think um, when I, whenever I try to push something on someone, then they run they, they, or they shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, if my, if if I'm coming across with with uh, with sincerity from a heartful place. I have a better chance of being heard and I also have a better chance of of staying healthy myself. If I start getting into a place of where my high horse and I know what's right and mm-hmm. and and all of that with a certain degree of self-righteousness, I lose, not only do I lose, um, my message loses power, but I also start um, start a corrosive process in my soul. My soul I, begins to corrode.
0: I, I agree I'm with not that. coming from, yeah, not coming from a-,
1: a place of humility.
0: Being in alignment is with your message is so important, isn't it? I've, I've experienced that myself. Uh, I was uh, spending all my life savings and digging deep into our family savings to have my radio program, Beyond Air America, years ago when they were um, airborne and uh, realized I, I was not sustainable. I was preaching sustainability but draining our finances and causing a lot of family havoc and so had to had to quit doing that. So there was some irony there uh and not that um not doing it has been you know a boost i think there's too many great green stories to not have a program and that's why i'm grateful for places like the progressive radio network that don't charge me to bring forth this kind of material and content uh we really just need to turn the media on its head i mean th- this story this one story is so inspiring and and so at the risk of repeating this word transformational for so many people. And then you turn on the TV, uh, or my daughter does often, and, and it's garbage galore, garbage, garbage, and, you know, real housewives and bridal plasty and, and crap du jour. And it's really enough. I, I know we'll we end on a positive note here. This has been a very inspiring hour, but it, it just, it, it really um, makes you wonder, doesn't it, sometimes, who who's making these decisions to put this you know, some, somewhat crass programming on the airwaves when we could have, you know, there, there's so many pressing, you know, important challenges and issues from the health crisis to the ecological crises, you know, um, plural, that we're facing, climate change, ocean depletion, and it's all connected, and we're all connected, and yet we're all kind of isolated and, you know, soothing ourselves with um, food that's bad
2: for us and, and
0: drink yes, and, and see, drugs. I,
2: I, I think that's a perfect thing to end this on because one of the one of the things about this film is that it's you know besides the fact of what what's obvious about it with the message and all that is that the underlying thing is that if this footage got into the hands of the tabloid media they could have they would have told this story in a shocking like we need to shock people we need to make people say oh my gosh and all this stuff and And what we're proving with this film is that people do desire a real story about a real people without the shock value, without adding to it, without, you know, trying to tabloid it out. It's
0: dramatic enough, naturally, in its naked uh, self, it's dramatic.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So I think one of, you know, I, I think people are starting to crave real experiences over false experiences, and I think that will prevail in the end. I really do believe that. And speaking of naked stage, Frank, thanks for bearing all in this film.
0: It really is terrific, and I can't recommend it enough. And I think that is what you're doing to pay it forward, uh, sharing your story. Uh, you, you didn't gloss over it, Greg, in the you know ultimate production, and that's what makes it so real and relatable. People really relate to this story.
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much for your support and all your kind words. And, and uh, yeah, and so thank you for having us on. It, yeah, it's an honor a, to be on.
0: It's a pleasure and I, I met Greg about a year ago when he was um Working. This was just about to debut at the Sausalito Film Festival, and I was not able to make it over to that. And I swear I spent the last year trying to find where I could see it. I should have just called you, Greg, but kept thinking it <laughs> would show up at one of my local theaters. And when it didn't, and then I heard it was playing limited tour. I got a bunch of friends and got um, you know changed our plans to, to. We were supposed to have Shabbat dinner with some new friends from my daughter's high school, and I said, by any chance would this movie interest you? Because we barely knew them, and they were game, and we took them, and uh, they absolutely loved it. So it has it has universal. <laughs> Appeal. It really does. This is not just for people who a want to lose weight, b are yogis, or you know, three lo- you know looking for a spiritual message. Although it certainly appeals to you know all that, um, but but it really is um, something that I w- I want to share as, with as many people as possible. So. I will certainly do my part to um, you know raise the volume and spread it away. Thank you. And thank you for doing that. Um, and we'll we'll check in with you in uh, maybe six months and see you know uh, what the status is and see if we can do more to uh, amp it up because uh, it's just Result too important. Back. It's it, it's too timely and and there's just no time to waste with uh, all these problems and all these solutions being at hand. We, it's kind of like you know the key to the kingdom, right? This is the holy grail. <laughs> the it. Wow. Thanks, Frank. Wow.
1: Thanks, guys. Thank
0: you. I'm off to Cafe Gratitude. Wanna wish all my listeners a great green week. See you next time.
1: All right. Take See you all later. Grateful to you
0: guys. Thanks so much.